in the perfect position and race to the bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's Winslow tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow. on tape isn't that what they said who said that was that David Letterman live on tape from the Winslow T broadcasting booth no it's not we're not at the Winslow T broadcast booth hey guys this is John we're doing something a little different today this is the 20th episode of race to the bottom And right now, if all goes as planned, I am getting on the road to drive to Maine. My last little getaway before the school year starts. But still, you know that it's Winslow. My opening monologue is still sponsored 
by Winslow Tea. That's how you know it's Winslow. I'm drinking it now. Let me get this right here. You hear that? You hear that? That's iced tea. Iced Winslow tea. Is that on your bucket list? I hope it is. What's seriously on your bucket list? One of the things that come to mind immediately for me is I want to go to all 30 Major League Baseball parks. Isn't that a cool one? I know half of you are shaking your head. No, that's not cool. Okay, that's fine. Probably more than half, most. But I want to do that. But, you know, I can have that goal and still be a functioning member of society. We got to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time, guys. That is also why I'm doing this show the way I'm doing it. I've had some great hosts. I had uh, Kent last week, who was excellent. Host of Mothers of Connection, which airs right before this show on Saturdays. Saturday morning. Get your cartoons. Care of Race to the Bottom and Mothers of Connection and uh, Crime Talk BK. But anyway, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I can... Oh, we are talking about the hosts. Also, we had Rena covering this summer while I was in Florida. And she was amazing. I know she's mad at me because I haven't put her episode up, but that's just kind of how I've been doing things. Only putting up the canon. The Race to the Bottom canon. I hope that doesn't burn any bridges. Especially not Jeff's bridges. Or Bo's bridges. Amanda from Reciprocity Radio also knocked it out of the park. But, you know, I I need to grab the reins here. Last week, so many people called in to Race to the Bottom and thought I was going to be there and talk to Kent. We had this guy Tibbs call in. This weird stand-up comedian guy. Shout out to Tibbs. I hope he's listening. From Asheville. Intense dude. Tibbs called in. Thought thought I was going to be there. Our buddy Jamie from across the pond called in. For, formerly known as Googly-Eyed Jamie. But that's no longer acceptable to us or to him so just now it's just plain jamie thank you for calling jamie i'm sorry i couldn't take your call but i think kent fielded it very well and uh you know it's still the dog days of summer How do I know that? How do I know it's officially the dog days? It might might not even... I'm recording this. It might be cold on Saturday. But the dog days of summer are July 12th through August 20th. How do I know that? 
I said this before, but I'll say it again. They were historically the period following the heliacal rising of the star system Sirius, like Sirius radio. Greek and Roman astrologers connected this with heat and drought and sudden thunderstorms, all true. Lethargy, very true. Fever, mad dogs. I guess that's where the dog days of summer come in, or they're, maybe they're talking about mad dogs and Englishmen, the uh, Joe Cocker album. I should play uh, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. Cue that up in turn. We'll play that next. And bad luck. Dog days of summer. Makes you feel like it's 96 degrees in the shade. 96 degrees in the shade. Real hot. Oh, yeah. It's in the shade. I haven't even gotten to the um, to that mashup you heard at the top of the show. How about them apples? We heard from Lee Morgan from his Search for a New Land record. That is the title track, Search for a New Land. We heard from Ohm, the John Coltrane record where they took acid before they recorded Spaceballs, Ali G, a devastatingly horrible Eric Clapton song, Most Deaf, now Yasin Bey, off black on both sides with mathematics. We heard from the real world, the New York first season that I fell in love with and that really changed the world and maybe elected a reality president. I have to look this up, this amazing Indian woman singing giant steps in the uh, kind of scat language of classical Indian music. And finally, J.J. Kale, the guy who gave Eric Clapton everything and then was shafted with Cherry. Got another mashup on the way, which in which we will hear from Toni Morrison. So saddened, but also just heartened by her passing and, and the fact that everybody marked it in such an extraordinary way. She is a big part of why I am who I am, why I'm an English teacher, why I'm a lover of literature. If you have not read Beloved, The Bluest Eye, Paradise, Love, Sula, or Song of Solomon, which I'm rereading for our RTTB book club. I hope uh, you guys, I'm still on 125. I've had a lot of other books to read, I'm sorry. But I hope you guys are reading and catching up with me. We'll do a, a fall book club. It's not a summer book club. Maybe you can read surreptitiously. And surreptitious is our word of the day. Meaning kept in secret, especially because it would not be approved of. So if you have a taskmaster of a roommate or a husband who keeps you from reading, read Song of Solomon surreptitiously and honor both your responsibilities to this book club and to the word of the day. Let's see, what do we have left before we hear from <laughs> Mad Dogs and Englishmen and uh, a couple other tunes? 
and then we're and then we're gonna play a couple of my favorite calls this is like uh this is like the capstone of season one when i get back from maine it's gonna be back in the saddle like the aerosmith song back in the saddle maybe i'll play a little bit of that um but yeah it's gonna be back in the saddle when i get back from maine season two of race to the bottom i'm gonna be starting a new teaching job which i will i'm sure i will tell you about but yeah so we'll be playing some couple best of calls but right now i need to apologize you know what i don't have any apologies but i'm still gonna play the ad for excusez-moi but i'm gonna take an apology break you know maybe i'll i'll wait till uh uh yom kippur that's coming in september right maybe i'll do an apology break until then really save them up who knows but uh let's let's hear from the machine this is craig i used to be depressed can you imagine that i spent all day looking at pigeons and now i'm fine you wonder why i've got one word the machine the machine is a place in bay ridge brooklyn filled with sensory deprivation tanks each tank is pitch black light proof soundproof the environment is heated to the same temperature as the skin each tank is filled with 10 inches of water which contain enough dissolved epsom salt to create a specific gravity this environment allows an individual to float effortlessly on the surface of the water and to feel okay Sounds crazy, you don't believe me. You heard of Carl Lewis, track and field Olympian? He used sensory deprivation tanks to prepare himself for the gold medal long jump in the 88 Seoul Olympics. Two-time NBA MVP Stephen Curry reportedly uses a deprivation tank every two weeks. Podcast superstar Joe Rogan uses one every day. And you've heard of the Beatles, you know John Lennon? He used sensory deprivation to kick his heroin habit in 1979. Convinced? Come to Bay Ridge and welcome to the machine. That takes us to Recommended, brought to you by Crappy Crafts. Come to Crappy Crafts and get crafting. Still do not know where Crappy Crafts is located. I guess you're going to have to Google map that. Uh, But yeah, I talk a lot of trash on the show. And Recommended is my opportunity to uh, balance that out with a little bit of love. And... um, to recommend some things to you first thing and this is from a couple weeks ago but i haven't hosted the show in a little while and that's part of why i need to get all this out before it gets stale first recommendation is wtf not the i mean the podcast is great but this specific one and you know i this guy kurt anderson when i first saw that he was going to be on wtf he does this uh radio show studio 360 on npr which is a f- it's fine it's not that excited so that's why i was you know just like i don't know if i'm gonna catch this one i was walking back from the gym and decided to throw it on and it's great i didn't know how uh kurt how involved kurt anderson was with like 70s and 80s new york he did the magazine spy magazine which was kind of akin to mad magazine but more new york uh facing uh facing 
like that vocabulary there. New York and New York uh, focused is what I wanted. But you know, Kurt Anderson and Mark talked about um, his book that he. It's called Fantasyland. It sounds very interesting and basically this idea that we are a country that was formed by religious zealots who wanted to figure out how to recreate their identity at every turn and the combination of that and our kind of anti-science mixture um, wedded with being addicted to our phones and technology how that is kind of I think that's what it was. It was a while ago, but it's good. Listen to it. Um, WTF with Kurt Anderson. And uh, I also loved, as you heard in the intro mashup, I have been on a Lee Morgan kick ever since I saw the movie. I called him Morgan. It's on Netflix. It's the story of Lee's relationship with his wife which ended tragically. Um, actually heard about that first on uh, WTF and never took the recommendation. You take this recommendation and watch I Called Him Morgan. Uh, amazing. Uh, like I was going to say with Kurt Anderson, anything that has to do with New York uh, in the past, um, I love. I have such a stellar romanticized view of this city that I chose to live in late in life. Uh, when back in the day and there's some great footage of New York from back in the day and I called him Morgan uh, as well as uh, Lee's amazing catalog and his crazy relationship with his his wife who uh, is such a fascinating uh, person in her own right I uh, speaking of recommendations I was I've been craving Chinese food I went to go get lunch in a Chinese restaurant recently tried a new one out in my neighborhood can't seem to find a great Chinese spot in the neighborhood so I went to this new place and I was sitting there waiting for my lunch combo no one else was in there and it was kind of lunch time like uh, like a late lunch I guess they'd had their rush so uh, the, the Chinese like family that ran the establishment were having their lunch. They were having lobster that did not look very good. Not a good <laughs> sign for the, uh, the meal to come. Kind of like old lobster. But anyway, this guy turned around, one of the chefs, and he said, Have you seen the movie Bridges of Madison County? And I thought for a second... Not sure. I, I don't usually talk to strangers. That's what my mommy told me to do, and I still do that in New York. So I was kind of thinking, how am I going to answer this? How quickly can I deflect? And then I also thought, I have literally not seen the movie Bridges of Madison County, although I've made a lot of puns with that movie title over the years. But the guy said, you have to watch that movie. So, um, recommendation by proxy from the chef from the really subpar Chinese place near the Broadway train in Astoria. 
check out the movie Bridges of Madison County. And I hope you really, really enjoy it. Uh, okay, that was the opening monologue sponsored by Winslow T. And um, I wanted to play this this tune. I, this will be the first time I'm hearing it as well. This is uh, from this North Carolina rapper. Uh, her name is Rhapsody. That's a creative name. Uh, she enlists D'Angelo in the Jizza for this new song, so I thought we'd check it out. Here on Race to the Bottom on Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, we're outside of the Winslow T broadcast booth today, but I still am drinking my Winslow. Hope you are too. I will uh, catch you on the flip side. So we'll do this. We'll play some Mad Dogs and Englishmen. And then we'll do another mashup. And then I might play some of my favorite calls. Quick political checkup from Johnny's. Heck of a show, Brownie. Let's do this. Now when the MCs came to live out the name And to get you perform some hay To snow cocaine, to act the same To perform big rock it all Now all to the mental planes To spark your brain With the building to be born Boy, boy you sharp boy Uh, 
When I'm so off the radar, it's very hard to find me. In space, it's selfie with the earth behind me. You follow the leader, the track is off the meter. A lot of rap is weak, low frequency in the tweeters. Very inaudible, clock radio speakers. Quietly whispering is a world of wiki leakers. Forget the guardianness, my method is nauseant. Transferring ideas into the brains of the audience. Street poet gave a special art form. Global reach, you earn your ears in your heart by giving the local speech. Sorcery, not witchcraft, but a list of terms in the glossary. Well written rap, bound to have a great impact on the listener. For the fact, it's well intact. An MC should electrify, beautify, strive to empower, inspire, transform the worldview. Back in the days when niggas wore fade, suit tie caps, just trying to catch a wave, trying to catch a wave, trying to catch a wave. Thinking like back in the days when niggas wore fade. Begins. Incoming. Uh, zing, 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 zing. 
Jim, so here's my new friends. Just recently added. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah. So, Brett, Jermaine, tell me about yourselves. What sort of music do you guys like? Rock. Yeah. Funk. Yes. Country. Yeah. Hair band. Yeah. Yes. Sin. Yeah. Blues. Yes. Sure. Jazz. Yes. Yes. Jazz fusion. Yeah. Cool. How many people have you met? How many people have I met? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, in total. Yep. How many people have you met? 285,621. Brett, you read? Yeah. What do you read? I read um, the newspaper. Yeah. Favorite part of the newspaper, Jermaine. What is it? What? Favorite part of the newspaper. Uh, what is it? I don't really have a favorite part. Brett, you got a favorite part of the newspaper? I like the stories about animals when they've escaped from the zoo. Cool. So you guys got any questions you want to ask me? No. No. Okay, so I'll flip it back. You guys ever grow a mustache? You ever been stung by a porcupine? The Romantic movement is characterized as a whole by the substitution of aesthetic for utilitarian standards. The earthworm is useful, but not beautiful. The tiger is beautiful, but not useful. Darwin, who was not a romantic, praised the earthworm. Blake praised the tiger. The morals of the Romantics have primarily aesthetic motives, but in order to characterize the Romantics, it is necessary to take account not only of the importance of aesthetic motives, but also of the change of taste, which made their sense of beauty different from that of their predecessors. Of this, their preference for Gothic architecture is one of the most obvious examples. Another is their taste in scenery. Dr. Johnson preferred Fleet Street to any rural landscape, and maintained that a man who is tired of London must be tired of life. If anything in the country was admired by Rousseau's predecessors, it was a scene of fertility, with rich pastures and lowing kine. Rousseau, being Swiss, naturally admired the Alps. In his disciples' novels and stories, we find wild torrents, fearful precipices, pathless forests, thunderstorms, tempests at sea, and generally what is useless, destructive, and violent. You son of a bitch! That's the last time you put a knife at me, hear me? The temper of the Romantics is best studied in fiction. They liked what was strange. Ghosts, ancient decayed castles, the last melancholy descendants of once great families, practitioners of mesmerism and the occult sciences, falling tyrants and levantine pirates. Don't care about losing all the money. It's losing all the stuff. Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana.
Don't you understand that the people who do this thing, who practice racism, are bereft? There is something distorted about the psyche. It's a huge waste and it's a corruption and a distortion. It's a profound neurosis that nobody examines for what it is. It feels crazy, it is crazy. And it has just as much of a deleterious effect on white people and possibly equal as it does black people. I always knew that I had the moral high ground all my life. And I thought they knew that I knew that they were inferior to me morally. I always thought that. And my parents always thought that. If the racist white person, I don't mean the person who is examining his consciousness and so on, doesn't understand that he or she is also a race, it's also constructed, it's also made, and it also has some kind of serviceability. But when you take it away, and there you are, all strung out, and all you got is your little self. And what is that? What are you without racism? I mean, these are the questions. If you can only be tall because somebody's on their knees, then you have a serious problem. And my feeling is white people have a very, very serious problem. And they should start thinking about what they can do about it. Uh, race to the bottom. 250,000 miles. I've given my heart and soul to this industry, John. 250,000 miles. Um, the pizza industry, John. Have you not told your new listeners up there in the Big Apple about your career as a pizza driver? And you know exactly who this is. Oh, God. Okay, guys. So, um, yeah, I think that I've, I've, it's definitely in the bio for this show, and I think I've ta- talked about it a little bit, kind of given the background of Race to the Bottom. Guys, this is, um, this is Vance, um, formerly known as Vince, who I worked, uh, at, uh, Pizza Cabin with in Asheville, That's North right. Carolina. And, uh, yeah, we used to, uh, we used to find ourselves in the pizza trenches for like seven years together. Well, I've got 13 in now, John, and I've got 250,000 accident-free miles. And it, you, you may or may not remember, it's getting, it's, it may start to be a little bit foggy when you've been out of the game for as long as you have, John. But uh, I, I hate to call your new show broken, but I, I, I basically feel broken. <laughs> my, my love affair with the pizza delivery game has been on again, off again, more and more off again and again for the last couple of years. But here's here's what it comes down to. Bob Black, still the manager at Pizza Cabin, mm-hmm. still my manager, still talks about you all the time. When I signed on, one of the perks was if you can make the coveted 250000 Accident-free miles, you will get a $2,500 bonus. That's... And he's holding out on me. Yeah, well... He's holding you... out on me. He's bringing up things like the, the, the indigent that I ran over and the fact that I went on pizza sabbatical a couple of times. He's trying to throw everything at me to disqualify me for my bonus. Well, a couple things. I think he over-promised and under-delivered. 
I think that he thought that there's no way that anybody's going to get 250,000 accident-free miles. And now, the, uh, as, as Reverend Wright said, America's chickens are coming home to roost, right? Yeah, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I mean, I might go over to Pizza Corral. Oh, don't go to but Pizza Corral. The grass Corral. is always greener, right? That's that's what people keep telling me. The grass is always greener. So when you hear that, and we'll get, I'm going to put a pin in your. Uh, you know, you like how people say I'm going to put a pin in that and come back to it. I hate how people say that. Well, I'm but saying I understand it. it. Yeah, I'm going to put a pin in your whole uh, scenario with. Bob Black, and just I want to talk to you about grass is greener real quick. Yes. So does that mean, so when people say the grass is always greener, is that their way of saying everything is the same and don't try to change your life? I think that it speaks to the perception that green grass is better and that you you have more grass on the other side. Or more green. Maybe the green is is often associated with money or or material things. So it's about the chasing after material things. John, I don't want to be rolling pennies to buy cigarettes. (laughs) Well, and I'm thinking Pizza Corral. You don't even know about Pizza Corral, do you? I've I've seen their ad on Facebook, but I can't figure out what they are. Pizza place. Basically, over in Haywood County, they had a uh, they had a uh, oh gosh, a low budget, low rent um, theme park that was a old west, wild west themed yeah. park there called Ghost Town in the Sky. Went out of business. Some of these guys acquired a lot of the props and and decorations and everything from Ghost Town in the Sky, and they opened a, an old west themed pizza parlor called pizza corral that makes more sense because i saw on the the gun culture is still thriving around here in places so yeah it it, it really is a pizza parlor based around gun culture john exactly because i saw that um the this makes more sense because on their facebook ad they said uh come to pizza corral uh Come for the pizza, uh, stay for the pizza shootout? The pizza shootout, I'm not even sure how that works. I know that their version of our meat monger is called the meat slinger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a, actually the six meat slinger, which I guess is kind of a take on the slinging six guns, which it would be like a, a cowboy with a, a six-shot revolver, right? The six six guns and gunslinger. Anyway, the six meat slinger is their version of our meat monger. And they if- uh, actually, there are rumors that Bob Black's son, who went away to business school, is actually uh, uh, one of the people behind Pizza Corral. And there's some bad blood, real bad blood, between uh, Pizza Cabin and Pizza Corral. But that's for another time, John. Pizza dueling. All right, we got a phone call. Hold on a second. Yeah. Junior Baconator. Junior Baconator. I don't know what this Thank you. What this is. Uh This is Kyle. I just uh is this uh Sorry. Is this a radio show? 
Yes, uh, this is a radio show. I just show. dropped you off. I'm, I'm Kyle. I, I dropped you off. Uh, my this is this my list my Lyft driver. Yeah, I um, How? I sorry, I don't. Uh, you know, I looked you up. I, I I on my app it said that this was a radio station where I dropped you off. Yeah, and then I just went to the radio station, and I saw that you had a radio show. Oh, okay. Um, is this like liberal, liberal college radio? Um, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I just, you know, the the reason I'm pointing is because I'm calling is because. Thank you. Um, you're getting a big baconator. Just throw some napkins in there. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm hungry. Anyway, kind of early. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even. I Listen, didn't know. I was in mid sentence when I dropped you off. And, uh, you know, you're not obliged to listen to me, but, uh, I don't know. I thought we had kind of a rapport. It was weird that you just, I was talking and I was telling, you know, we were talking about, you know, you work hard and I work hard. You know, I'm not like a full-time Lyft driver. I got other things. And, you know, I'm just telling you about Louisville where I'm from. And then I just hear the clank of the, of the door. And, uh, Whatever, you know, look, I, I, this is silly. Uh, I could just as easy, you know, forget this. And, you know, I could write a bad, I could write something about you on my, on, on how the went, on how the, the experience went on the app. But I'm not, because I'm, okay. I'm a man. Yeah. And I, I call people and I talk to them. Um, so I thought that was really screwed up that you did that. Well, um, you know, I was trying to talk i know a little bit about louisville but you kind of kept kind of cutting me off so i didn't even know if you were listening to what i was saying and also i I was just trying to come to my radio show it's early you know and i'm just kind of got my head in the game but you know um okay okay well i was driving and uh, you know whatever i get distracted and I don't do this all the time, but, uh, you just left. You just kind of like left, you know, and there's no even, there's not even like, Hey, bye. You just skedaddled. I, um, I whispered goodbye. I, I don't. All right. Well, all right. He whispered goodbye. That's, that's not nothing. Well, um, you're not the easiest guy to talk to. I don't, you know, I, it's kind of. Are you, are you a Democrat? Um, I guess I would say I'm a Democrat. Is this like a liberal thing? Um, I, I think we, we you know, we're a 501c3, so we try to give a platform to everybody's uh, political views, but I would say that there's some liberals. I don't know if there's conservative. I haven't uh, taken a poll. Why? Well, most radio is liberal. I don't know. I just think, I just get the sense that. Are you, oh, are you uh, a liberal? Good. Have you ever had a Baconator? Not at, not at 1030 in the morning. Well, I've been working like 12 hours. I mean, that's the, that's the other thing is that I just, you know, I don't think, you know, you probably are, um, I don't know. I don't want to say you're not like in the real world. I don't know you. 
but you know, you're probably just trust fund. And, uh, you know, I work 12 hour shifts and I'm glad that, you know, you whispered goodbye. If you need a lift, call me and, and, uh, you know, I'll be there for you because I, I that's who I am. Um, okay. And when I say that I'm done driving, I say goodbye. Um, wow. I meant, <laughs> I mentioned that I had a weird lift experience, uh, during my monologue sponsored by Winslow T, but I think now, uh, it's extremely evident why I felt strange. That was, you know, last week we had a guy call in about, uh, his Spotify. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm with some trepidation. I'm going to take this phone call. Um, okay. race to the bottom. Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, Dr. Dad. Oh my goodness. Dr. Dad, uh, you are, you know, they say like a sight for sore eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, you're like a, a, a sound for sore ears. I just had a really uh, weird, uh, phone call. Um, I was listening to that guy as, yeah, as sorry. a, from, from a psychological point of view, what would you say might be going on with that guy? I don't know. I think he's probably all alone. He rides around, uh, has these connections with people for about 10 minutes and then he never sees them again. And he's trying to, he's trying to loop around and make a connection with you. That'd be as a psychiatrist, that'd be what I would say. Okay. Well, that, that makes, that's kind of a more positive spin on that, uh, kind of a Copernican idea. Um, and the whisper just wasn't quite enough. He wants a deeper connection than a whisper. Yeah. I, that's I, that's I, what I would think. Well, he tracked me down. Uh, you know, I did not tell him that I had a radio show. He, uh-huh. he tracked me down to, to you know, call into my show. So, yeah, he. Uh, I, I think you're definitely right that a whisper was not enough. Um, just yeah. to let people know, uh, this is Dr. Dad. He's my dad and your doctor. Uh, what's going on, uh, Dr. Dad? You know, we are uh, the middle of the men's group. Uh, we've been meeting 32 years or seven of, uh, seven of us, and I can actually hand this uh, to uh, some of the guys. They can talk and just blab a little bit, and, uh, and uh, so... Let me. Uh, is that is that good? How about Lou? He's he's from New York. He he's got all that cl- cultural connection, and here he is. Is that good? Are you forcing him to do this, or is is? No, no. He wants to talk. Okay. Okay. He's ready. All, all right. right. Here he is. Okay. This is uh, Luigi. Hey, Luigi. Luigi Pasquale. Luigi. How are you? Good. Good. Have you ever we- been to a restaurant called uh, Bafangul in Astoria? That, that's why I was calling. Yeah, I, I want. I wanted to get if if you had any current menus because what you were saying sounded pretty good to me. Uh, yeah, well, it's, I I recommend it. Uh, it's it's in Astoria, and it's uh, it's they also have a some weird connection to Asheville, North Carolina, where I used to live. Um, oh, that is weird. That yeah. is weird. Uh, so how many how many Italian people did you know in Asheville? Not very many, but there's quite Not a few. Too many, yeah, quite a few right. in in New York here. Uh, yeah, right. Well, I'm from New Jersey, so uh, we, we uh, we're very well represented 
in Italian restaurants. Oh yes, um, I'm sort of a I'm sort of a big guy. Your your doctor dad is constantly trying to get me on a diet. Well, but uh, it hasn't worked too well. Yeah, he he does that a little bit for me as well. So uh, you know we're in does good he, company. Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Well, he's you know he's a skinny guy, so it's it's really envy. I mean he 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 really enjoys <laughs> people who carry some weight. Gravitas, it's 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 known as. Yeah. But uh, but but your dad is a very good friend of mine. So I we we've enjoyed listening to your program. Well, well, thank you. Well, welcome to the uh, race to the bottom community, and and uh, I hope that you uh, give us a call again in the in the future. I will. I will. I'll, I'll be listening to you, and have, have enjoyed the morning. Awesome. Oh, well, th- thanks, Luigi. Sure. Okay. Okay. We're Take good. care. Okay. Does anybody else want to speak? We heard from Steve Miller with "Fly Like an Eagle." Just the intro parts. Fly to the Concords, which are flying like an eagle. See how I did that? More of John Coltrane's Ohm with Bertrand Russell talking about romanticism. That band James. Royal Tenenbaums, that How Bizarre song. Chili Gonzalez playing the song Intuition by Feist off of... What was the name of that one? Remember something? Remember one, remember two things? No, that was Dave Matthews. The one with one, two, three, four on it. Such a good record. As was her follow-up record, Metals. Then I didn't like the next one. That's my thing. And uh, we finished it off with Toni Morrison. We heard from my buddy Vance. Vince, Vance, what have you. From Pizza Cabin. We heard from... Uh, my disgruntled Lyft driver. And so let's get into uh, how much time do we have? Uh, who knows? I'll make it fit. Michael Scott. Um, all right. So what did I need to talk about? Um, so let's do our political checkup. Sponsored by Johnny's Automotive. With a last name like Reed, you know I know how to read a good deal. That's why I go to Johnny's Automotive to get the job done right and then to have it checked out. That's Johnny's way. So, horrible week. I was very uh, much of a fan of Beto's reactions, just straight up going for it. I think that there's a lane for a Democrat to just go against the press, and that might be Beto's place to just go hard against the press. Oh, yeah, we've got... R.J. Miller in the background. I want to meet this guy. He's so good. That's all I have to say about what in the crap. What in the crap? What in the crap? It's time for... Who do you want to win? And who... Gonna win? Who do you want to win? And who's going to win? Sponsored by George's Barbershop in Park Slope. And I'm going to ask them to say, they say, so uh, they say, take advantage of their summer special so you don't look like a gorilla on the beach. I just think that that's too fraught. I think it should be so you don't look like an animal on the beach. Because I look like an animal and probably a gorilla, but I just think... There's, it's too fraught to compare humans to gorillas. 
too much. Um, I got to talk to Georges about that. So Tim Ryan uh, suspended his campaign after he, I I hate to sound like somebody on Veep, but he totally used the shooting in Ohio to suspend his campaign. I mean, he was obviously out of his depths, um, but he went on MSNBC and went hard for gun control. Um, he's the guy. He's the he's the he was an actor on The Office. He also looks like he's blacked out on stage, uh, like he just had like seventeen too many beers. George Hickenlooper, what is it? John Hickenlooper. He looks like the head cop from Godfather who gets shot in the neck at the Italian diner in. Um, in Brooklyn. Really digging Andrew Yang just to say over and over how I'm a UBI guy. Universal basic income. I'm in the Yang gang and I am a UBI guy. Um, Julian Castro, or is it Julian? He has this thing where he insists on like the more Americanized pronunciation of his name. Julian Castro has to fix his hair. Uh, Just maybe take it in. He looks like a dweeb. Not not in a bad, well, in a bad way. Um, I can't stand how Biden always talks about how he has guts. It grosses me out. Um, that is your political checkup, sponsored by Johnny's Automotive. We're getting to the end of this thing. Um, this was fun. This is a fun experiment. And I just have to tell uh, tell you guys, kids... Eat your veggies. When I say kids, I mean race. When I say eat, I mean two. When I say your, I mean the. When I say veggies, I mean bottom. Race to the bottom. Scan before I scram. There's nothing really to do. You're going to hear Crime Talk BK with Joanna Purpich coming up next. It's so good. Or if you're listening to this as a rerun on Friday afternoon, stay tuned for Brooklyn Bandstand. This is the finale of season one of Race to the Bottom. 